Hello, I'm Jen Taylor, host of the Design Your Wedding Business Podcast. I am letting you know that I have created a great quiz that will help you figure out which of the eight CEOs you need to be working on and the tasks that would benefit you the most. I hope you hop down to the show notes, click the link and take the quiz. I promise it's a quick two minute quiz. And I can't wait to see what your feedback is. Thank you. Hey, I'm Jen Taylor, and you're listening to Design Your Wedding Business. As a wedding business coach, I've made it my mission to help creative entrepreneurs build streamlined workflows, processes, and procedures so they can grow their business and spend time on what they love the most, their craft, their family, and their lives. I understand how you feel, and I know it may not be fun to put in the work to build a well-oiled machine, but luckily for you, that's what I love to do. On this podcast, I'm teaching you how to take the stress and chaos out of your business, remove the guesswork, and discover a clear, profitable path to sustainable growth. Let's get started. Hello, welcome to the Design Your Wedding Business Podcast. I am Jen Taylor, your host. Welcome to 2024. I want to start off by, I hope this year brings you all the things you want for your business. And I want you to also look at how your business, is it structurally sound? You know, this analogy has been used in many places. I've heard it from my coach. I've heard it from a class I'm taking. And it's about building the house. And I'm like, you know what? This really hits home with how to build your business. You're building your business. You're building your house. So a house isn't built in a day. And creating standard operating procedures, creating process and procedures, it can't be done in a day either. I want to tackle this as a bigger picture because it's not an overnight accomplishment. It would help if you sat down, and I do this on a yearly basis. I sit down and look at my mission, vision, and values. And you're like, well, what's mission and visions and values? I'll go back to the beginning of the podcast, back to episode two or one, very beginning. I go in depth about mission, vision, and values. But mission is what do you do and who do you serve? Your vision should be about yourself and your business because you are your business. Your business is going to support you in your vision. So what is your vision one year from now, three years from now, five years from now? Because then that's going to help you build the foundation stronger and how you have those. And then your values. What do you value? What clients' values do you want to align with? Like mine are approachable. I want to be seen as an expert. I want my clients to see me as the expert for both wedding planning and for design your wedding business. I want you to see me as an expert. As I said, I check mine yearly. I review it and see where I'm at and see if those still align. Most of the time, the mission still aligns and the values still align. But that vision piece may have changed. There may be something that's changed in my life that then will change that vision. So always look at that. And then I want you to think about, I won't say this is part of the house, but this is part of having a business. And I think we've gotten away from this because I feel like we need to be everywhere and do everything because we need to be seen. We need to do all the things. Is setting the boundaries and expectations. 
I'm huge on this. I talked about it at nauseum during the pandemic because people were at home with their kids and the what's the boundaries and, and how do you do that and all of that. But it still applies now. It applies at all levels is those boundaries need to be set with your clients, with your family, with yourself, especially yourself. Like what are the things that are non-negotiable for you? Then what is the non-negotiables for your family? And then finally, setting those up in a best practice sheets for your clients. Because the expectations goes both ways. My clients should expect X, Y, and Z from me. They should expect that I'm going to be on time, that I'm going to be answering their requests at a timely fashion. I don't say instantaneously. I say a timely fashion. Because I'm not going to have my email on me while I'm on vacation. I'm not going to check my phone for emails. I've taken that off my phone altogether. Because guess what? I'm going to be at a laptop sooner or later throughout the day while I'm on vacation, and I will answer it then. I set times on when we meet, where we meet, how we meet, what's the best form of communication. All of those things set you up and make you look like you're a professional because you are. Don't think of it as like, oh, my clients are going to think that I'm mean and all that. No, you're setting a clear expectation on how to work with you. And they're going to appreciate that because I've given that to my clients And the best feedback I get from my clients is I thought I was her only one, her only client, because I had set the expectations and I also set my day around that. So setting up your house. So as I said, the foundation is your mission, vision and values. The next, I think that's probably one of the foundations as well, is getting your boundaries and expectations set going in. And then you start building the main walls. I've talked about this as the eight CEOs because they are. They're the eight strategic areas of your business. But as you build your house, as you build your business, these are the main walls. Your financials, your visibility, your products and services, and your client experience. Those are all things that need to be ready to go that you look at at least weekly, quarterly, and yearly basis daily if you're doing social media and things like that. But what are you looking at? What are the things that you're trying to do in each one of those? You know, like financials is your financial steadiness. What are your goals for that? What is your business structure? Who does your bookkeeping? Who does your taxes? Who's your legal? Do you need any trademarks? Do you need any patentings? What's your insurance? What are your financial goals? Those are all things that you can then start building that wall to then start looking at your business as a business. You know, what contracts you need? What's your business structure? And if you're if you're a sole proprietor, you need to change that to be an LLC. It can be a sole proprietor LLC, but you're a limited liability. So and then what are those things that you want to do around the financials? You're building that. And then what do you do on a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly basis for your financials? Because it's a big deal. You start building that into your day or into your weekly planning, it's going to help you. Visibility. It's where you're seen, heard, and known. So is it networking? Is it podcasts? Is it speaking? Is it local networking? Is it a newsletter? Is it blog posts? Is it Pinterest? It is your website. It is leveraging the relationships. What are the things that you need to do for visibility or marketing that you need to do on a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and yearly basis? You're looking at your daily tasks and you're creating structure around it. That's building the house. Products and services. 
What products and services do you have? Do you need to refine it? Do you need to change something? Do you need to add something? Do you need to look at the internal pieces of it and go, is is this still financially viable for me to do at this price point? Because those are things that need to be reviewed. Again, that refinement, you may not do that on a daily, weekly basis, but I look at my pricing for tailored events twice a year. So I would probably look at it right about mm, like the end of October. I guess around the time I'm recording this is the middle of November. Start looking at after the season for here in the Seattle area is done, which is right about now. So what does that look like? Okay, how did I do? Is this still a viable price? Am I still happy with this? Or is this now I'm resenting this price? What needs to happen? And then I look at it again in January. Because right now is starting the booking season. The engagement season is going to start, and as I'm recording this, next week. Thanksgiving is in a week. What do I need to be ready for? And then look at it. See how the booking season goes. So then I look at it maybe right before I start actually doing weddings. So June, July, somewhere in there. Is it still good? Am I happy with it? You know, And usually, I think when I do that, I usually leave it as is. I might change it a little bit if I'm like, okay, I'm booking everything. Let's kind of raise it and see what happens. I'm not putting out there I'm raising my prices. I'm not putting out there I'm lowering my prices. I am just reviewing my pricing and the packages that go around with that. And then the client experience. If you're a longtime listener, you know client experience is a huge part of what I do and what I think about and plan and help my clients with is looking at that client experience. And it starts with the visibility and the marketing. Because that starts the client experience right there when they're looking at you. And then coming into saying, okay, now they're getting to my website. Is everything on my website the way I want it to be? Is that first contact on the contact form working? Do I need to change anything on my contact form or is it fine? And then from there, what's that client experience look like from the time they reach out to you to the time you're done with the wedding? That all needs to be reviewed and see how it goes. And you're writing your processes along the way. So those are the four main walls of your business. And if you look at that and say, okay, I've got this set. I've written out the workflow. I've written out how I want it to work with financials, with visibility, with my products and services, and with my client experience. This is the workflow that I do for my business. Then you look at the tech that goes with all of those four areas. What does that look like? What tech needs to go? You write that in there so you know how all of that works. Because what you're doing is you're writing this up or making a video of it, whatever, however you want to document your standard operating procedures. This is what you're doing. You are then building your standard operating procedures with that. So then you've got two more secondary walls already built. Those are set for those four areas. What are the tech? Now I write that together and I've got my operations. I've got my process and procedures for those four areas. You might have one for tech just saying, here's all the tech that I have, all the systems I use. If you want to put the passwords or this is when I sign up for it, this is when it's due, like your payment structure on it. Whatever you want to write down, that's a process. That's a procedure. That's in your standard operating procedures is the tech. I have a section just on all the tech that I have. So if somebody comes into my business I will always say, they will open up my binder of my my standard operating procedures. They will see, oh, there's a tech folder or a tech tab. And it shows them everything that I have. Whether or not I put my passwords in there, it depends on who it is. I may not give that to an employee, but in mine, I might have it. So if something happens to me, 
somebody can come into my office, open that up and go, okay, this is how you get into X, Y, and Z's. And then, okay, this is who I need to contact for bookkeeping. This is who I need to contact for her taxes. This is her attorney. All of that's listed in there. So you're creating a book to help you keep everything in one spot, but also help if something goes wrong. And when you start bringing on people, if you start bringing on a VA and you don't know what you're doing, of course, you're going to be frustrated because they don't know what to do because you're not telling them what to do because you don't know. Everything's in your head and it's not written down on paper. And sometimes when you're going from your what's on your head, you may forget something. So just always keep that in mind. So then the next two walls, I call them interior walls, is your teams, your HR. And that's when you start bringing people on internally. So another, you know, you're bringing on a planner, you're bringing on an assistant, maybe an assistant that will become a planner, however you want to structure your internal. I never had my own internal bookkeeper. You know, those are all outsourced. My marketing all of that. So look, your interior walls for internal support. So HR, you've got to make sure that you've got your onboarding and offboarding set up. You make sure that you know what your state requires for you to do, because there's some things that you have to keep under lock and key and some things that your employees can have access to. How are you going to train them? Do you have a training path for them to do? Do you have an ongoing training? That's where we were in our business. We had how we were going to train somebody when they came on. And then we had a continuous training every off season where we would then meet with people within our wedding professional community to talk about how they did catering. What things did we need to learn from them that we could pass on to our clients? And then there's things that come up, like maybe you want to do more training on a team building, like you want to build a better team. You want to take them off site and do a yearly planning session You want to have them take a CPR class. You know, there's things that you can add on to that. And that's when you start creating that training program. And then there's personal development, which is the personal development of you as a CEO. You know, what are those classes, those books, the podcasts that you listen to? What are the courses you want to take? How do you want to grow your business and yourself personally as a CEO? So those are internals. And then you do the same thing with the HR and teams and personal development. You don't have much tech with personal development. You've got courses maybe you want to take. But what's the team HR tech with that? You combine that with the workflow, and then you have your process of procedures. Whether you use, you know, like for tech, for HR, that's a lot of Excel spreadsheets. What's the training program look like? What's the onboarding look like? And it was just a checklist, just like anything else. But then for payroll, We use Gusto. You could use QuickBooks. It depends on what that is, but you write that into your procedures and you have that ready to go. So then at the end of the day, you now have a standard operating procedure, book, file that has each one of these areas and how you do business. Because, you know, you may have somebody come in and do your social media. So you need to say, hey, here's all the social media stuff you need to know. You know, the passwords are on LastPass or whatever password thing you use and you set that up, but you have it all written down so you can give them that section to go and say, here you go. Let me know if you have any questions and set up a time to actually then start working with them instead of just letting them go. Here you go. You know, I'm setting up when I had a VA, when I had marketing, we met at least monthly to talk about what was the next month coming up and what was good, what was bad, what can we change, what do they need from me 
Because there's things that they'll need from you as the business owner. They always wanted video. So I had to make sure I took the time to do a video. So you're taking all of this and then starting to build your day, your week, your month, your quarter, and your year. And some of these things, I'll share my small business task list because it gives you something to see instead of me just talking about this because it goes into daily financials. I don't do anything financially on a daily basis, but you might. So I want that to be an option. So look at this task list as something to help you start thinking about your business and how you want to run it on those things daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and yearly. And maybe there's some things you do twice a year. You just, you know, like I said, pricing for me was, I looked at my services twice a year. So I hope this kind of helps you kick off the new year with some really good ways to think about creating that standard operating procedure for you. And if you need help with this, the Streamline to Scale offer that I have is probably the best way to get started with me because we actually then start looking at all of these areas of your business, all eight strategic areas. We start building your house from the foundation and work our way up to the top. And then we take whichever one you like, but I always like to do client experience because it touches all the parts of your business. Because if you have a great client experience, it's gonna then help with visibility. It's gonna help with financial steadiness. It's going to help with all of that. And after you have that one under your belt and you see how, I won't say easy, but how you can just sit there and, think about your business and just briefly write down what you do. You're going to go, oh, this is not hard. It's just tedious. And it takes the time to do this. And then once you have this in place, you're able to go back and go, okay, I've got this. Like I knew when Tailored Events was at its full force and full everything, I knew what I was going to do when I walked into the office. I knew that today was whatever. Maybe I was going to do client work all day. Maybe I was going to do more working on the business, working strategically, thinking about big things for the business. But I had a vision and I had a path. I didn't have to go and recreate my business every single time I had to think about what I did for marketing or how do I do my books and things like that. And I hope the same for you. I hope you're able to say, okay, I'm going to take this and I'm going to outsource it. And that's one less thing I have to think about on a monthly basis. But now I get to work on this. And then, you know, bring on a virtual assistant to then start doing some of my social media. And I already have how I do my social media so I can give that to them and they will then run with it. I don't have to worry about it except for looking at it as a strategic area. That's what I want. So if you feel compelled to work on the streamline to scale your business and get this started, I would love to help. So please reach out. You can DM me. You can send me an email at jen at designyourweddingbusiness.com and I would love to help. Everybody have a great day and I'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Design Your Wedding Business. Creating a clear path for your business takes some accountability and I'm happy to provide that for you because I want to see you continue to move forward in your business. From consulting for business operations to rediscovering your passion for your business, I can help. Head on over to my website, jentaylorconsulting.com slash services to learn more about how I can be your strategic partner. Talk to you soon.